If talking about new travel destinations or discovering the latest travel gadgets gets your heart racing just like mine, well then, you are in the right place. Hello there, I'm Katrina Rountree and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Come, our podcast about the wonders of travel, a place where we share memories from recent trips and we dream about upcoming adventures. So get your passports ready and join me for Journeys to Come. Are you ready to embark on another cruise together? In this episode of Journeys to Come, we explore the Croatian coast on board the Queen Eleganza and I meet some huge fans of cruising on board the Queen Victoria. So join me as I continue to explore the great cruises of the world, all my research for a brand new book I'm doing, and we tick together another Queen of the Sea off my bucket list. Thank you so much. Bon voyage. I am on board. The Queen Eleganza with Noble Caledonia and I'm with the cruise director, Carolyn Owen. And she's in a mad state because we're <laughs> about to disembark. But I just wanted to ask a couple of questions because we've been chatting so much on this trip and I've never, never really had a good old chat to a cruise director. So I'm just curious. It looks to me like you are doing everything, but what exactly does your job entail? My job entails making sure everything runs smoothly. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Making sure everybody's happy, everybody gets what they want, being organised and just keeping things running. Between crew actually and passengers sometimes. So so you are the connecting point yes. uh, between, between the crews and the passengers and making sure that everything does go smoothly. But we're sitting here at your desk and I can't say it's organised chaos actually. It is so neat. You've just created a desk at the end of the galley with your... Well, you tell me about your desk here. Tell me what you've got organised. Okay, I've got paperwork that I need. I've got checklists, which I check all the time. I've got water. Research books. I've got books. Um, I've got things charging, um, quiet box charging. I've got as much as I need, but I don't want too much because then it does turn into chaos. But I can't work at an untidy desk. It seems to me that women are the best cruise directors. I'm going out on a limb and saying that because women are fabulous multitaskers. Am I right or wrong? Or what makes for a great cruise director? Great cruise director needs to have a sense of humour, needs to be organised. We need to organise ourselves probably two or three days in advance, if possible. It's not always, especially if you're working on the sea and the sea changes, the weather changes. But you try to put things in place. Um, we are people that like other people. So you ha- if you don't like people, you can't do this job. You have to be patient. And you have to be prepared to just do the hours when it's necessary. And when you talk about doing those hours, you are at sea for a long period of time. From the outside, it appears glamorous. Here we are for this cruise in sunny Croatia. But but what are those hours like? Those hours are as long as it takes. (laughs) Sometimes I... Mostly I'm up around breakfast time... I'm here for the passengers all the time. Uh, If I've got time, I will disappear off maybe to my cabin, but that doesn't happen very frequently. You just have to just do the job. We're here as a social person as much as a working person. Mm -hmm. 
But with the cruising itself, you, you obviously have a passion for travel and for cruising. Yes, I do. There's a world to play with. Love it. Yeah. Tell us about some of the places that, that your job has taken, taken you to. Um, I've worked a lot in New Zealand. Mm. I've worked uh, through most of Europe. I've worked some of America, some of India. Did you work your way up the line to become the cruise director? I was asked if I would like to become a cruise director probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. So I also am a tour manager. I do both jobs. I quite like to mix it up because it makes it more interesting. I'm not always the one in charge. So if I'm the tour manager, normally on a river ship, I would be going out with the group and the, the cruise director is more likely to stay on board. So you get to mix more with the passengers. So I like to mix it up. Tell us about one of the worst passengers you've ever had. Oh dear. Worst passenger most you recently- You can pinpoint it. Was just very smelly. <laughs> He smelled of um, curry plant. He fell asleep everywhere. He wasn't. He was a. He Do you tell him? Nice Do you gentleman. tell him? I couldn't tell him that he oh, smelled. Oh God! And he went off for lunch with his family in France one day. He was English, and I thought maybe he'll come back with new clothes. But, but maybe his family would tell him. No. That's what I thought, but no, that didn't happen either. Um, I had a lady on New Zealand on a tour in New Zealand once who clear, clear, she was on her own but she was very difficult in mixing with the group mm. but she was making outrageous statements she told me she'd lost her air tickets she tried to leave the group at three in the morning when we were flying from North to South Island she told the airline check-in a different airline check-in that she didn't want to be with the group anymore she had to leave and then I discovered that there was vodka in her water bottle <laughs> so she was interesting <laughs> yeah you could write a book on this couldn't you there are a lot of interesting people there are more wonderful people mm. but you get the occasional one that's life and it's it's challenging and it's a little scary at times. <laughs> these people do exist what sort of a person should take a cruise or shouldn't Ooh. The person that shouldn't is the one that doesn't like mixing with other people. That's simple. I've had people on coach journeys who didn't want to be in a group situation. And well, why sign up? Well, what if they chose the group holiday. Mm. They're the only ones that chose it. The reason to come with a group or go on a cruise is the camaraderie, is making new friends, is the ability to be on your own if you want to. You can sneak off as a passenger. But also, you can mix and mingle, and you share experiences, mm. and you make new friends. And I've had passengers who've made lifelong friends. There's a group who came to, to with me, sorry, into New Zealand. Then that was six of them. Four of them came to South Africa with me, and they have annual get-togethers. And that was probably 15 or 18 years ago. How lovely! So they make new friends. What should you never ask? A cruise director. What have you done with the weather? <laughs> That's the worst question. I've had a comment this morning already. Oh. Why is it so nice today? <laughs> um, what have you done? My last day. What, what are you doing? Have, yeah, what have you done with the weather? And I would love... No, I wouldn't love to control the weather because mm. I think weather is part of travelling. Weather is part of the equation. And sometimes you just... You know, sometimes you just have to put up with whether you didn't really want. <laughs> I know with your particular company, with Noble 
Caledonia. Um, some of the locations, well, actually, probably all the, all the locations are magnificent. Do you ever get to ask for particular journeys? I can ask, I can request. Sometimes it works, but sometimes that tour's already gone because it might only be done once, twice a year. It just, it depends completely. Um, I don't ask very often because I'm actually very happy with what they put me on to. Mm. But there are some places that I would perhaps like to go to, and one day maybe I will. What's on the bucket list for you? I'd love to go to the Galapagos Islands, and I'd love to go to the Antarctica. Mm. Um, That's in our future, I know it. <laughs> yeah, who knows, who knows. If I don't get to go, I don't get to go. I've been very lucky, I've been to lots of fabulous places. And with those fabulous places, what have been the standouts? Is that fair to ask? It's or, fair to is... ask, but it's a difficult question to answer because somewhere there's somewhere good in everywhere you go. Iceland was probably one of the most surprising places to me because it was so near Britain but so raw. Mother Nature was still is still creating it, and I like that. The first time I went to China, I was absolutely spellbound by mm. the history. Egypt was another place, walking around. You mentioned to me the Irrawaddy. You loved the Irrawaddy. Yeah, I love the Irrawaddy. I love the temples. I love the people. I love the simplicity of the way these people work and live. But they're always generous, they're always happy, but they don't live in the easiest circumstances sometimes. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. The Mekon as well. I mean, areas there where there were wars in my history, in my lifetime rather, um, and those people have made it good and are happy and smiley, despite the fact they're possibly going to get blown up in a landmine while they're farming any day. And on that note, um, <laughs> tell me about about Croatia, which has brought us together. Mm -hmm. Croatia is a fabulous country. It's, um, it's being discovered more and more each year by tourism. And it's definitely a destination that I would recommend anybody to come to. It's easy to get to. It's easy to get away from the crowds if you want to. You can get on a ferry. You can go on a cruise ship and sail away from the mainland. But there's a huge amount of history here. There's a, the Venetians were here for 400 years. The Turks were here. The Austrians were here. It's got layers and layers and layers of history. But the people are also friendly. The food's mm. good. The sea is wonderful. The countryside is beautiful. It's a... It's a surprising gem for most people that come here, I think. Can you believe you're getting paid to be here? <laughs> That's why I do the job. <laughs> I get paid to travel. It pays my mortgage, but I am very lucky. This is my office today, and it'll change tomorrow. So I get paid for a fabulous job, which isn't always fabulous, but most of the time it is. Actually, I, I should ask you, where is home for you, and how does this job affect your personal life? <laughs> Home is Cornwall, southwest England. Um, personal life. I don't have a personal life. It's that simple. I don't even have a pot plant. <laughs> I have nothing that depends on me. I have a very understanding family. I'm not somebody that holds on to people very, very well. So I have friends. And yet you're a people person. A complete in a people person, way. but I yeah. don't feel the need to hold on to people. They'll come back if they want to, or I'll go back to them if I want to. Um, there are some friends I've had for 30-something years. There are others that I will make friends and then don't really see them again. Um, it's a difficult one to have any sort of personal life because you're always away. And mm. it's not fair on somebody else. And when I go back, I go into hermit mode slightly. So it wouldn't be fair at all. <laughs> really wouldn't.
What's ahead of you? We're wrapping up our trip. What's in front of you? In front of me are more Croatian trips. I'm here for four more. Then I go off to the Baltic, Belarus, Verona, Venice, Assam, Bhutan, Bhutan. Oh, oh my gosh, you're going to Bhutan. Wow. Bhutan is fabulous as well. Sorry, Bhutan is an amazing because that's just opening up and the people are lovely and the men wear the, wear the most amazing national dress all the time. And I'd love one of theirs. It's like a wraparound, very smart wraparound dressing gown with long socks and shoes. And beautiful people. Really lovely people. Their GDP is measured in happiness. They are caring, sharing, lovely people who are very happy to meet anybody from around the world. It's, it's a good place to go to again. I think yeah. you'll fit right in, Carolyn. I feel quite <laughs> selfish that I've had 10 minutes of your time because uh, I know there's a queue of people that want to come and have a chat and have you solve their problems. But Carolyn, thanks for sharing what it's like to be a cruise director with us. And it's been a pleasure traveling with you too. I wish you luck with your book. I'd love to see it one day. Absolutely. And yeah, keep traveling. Keep traveling because you never know what you're going to find around the next corner, and that's what keeps from traveling. <laughs> and smiling people, I love smiling people, and sometimes the most in the most out of the way place, and people who almost have nothing are sometimes the smiliest, and that I think is very special in this world. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. While you're listening, why not add some travel to your inbox? Sign up for my weekly travel updates at journeystocome.com. I can tell that you two really love each other's company. You, you haven't signed up for cha-cha, can't believe it. <laughs> if you're not a people person, can you still do a trip like this? Yes, you, you can. Um, we generally sit on our own for any time we can, actually. To be Why? Honest. You're on a cruise. Because we like each other, we love each other, and <laughs> um, we have plenty of friends back in Australia, and we don't need to find these sorts of friends as such. I don't know. We just... Um, What's the general policy? What's the general policy you've found on board? Because we were talking about this at dinner. Why would you come on a cruise if you're not really keen on mixing with others? And you're quite the opposite. Well, the, thing, the thing with Kunat is, I think you'll find that it's, it's because the passenger ratio is so low compared to the crew, they don't have that many people on board. So if you want to find your own space, you can quite easily. I'm sure, this, I think with some of the other lines, they really cram passengers in. Yeah, I think this trip is 2,000 passengers, 1,000 staff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I don't think that ratio is the same for other cruise lines. So if you want to find your own space, you can and do your own thing. So you're not really one of those couples that um, are on a table of eight, chat to everyone and then collect emails at the end? No, because I think that one of the problems that we have heard a lot about is that if you're on that table for eight, you're stuck with that table for eight for the entire cruise. You know, they don't mix it through the course the entire cruise uh, so therefore if there's you know, one or two obnoxious people on that table that makes it unpleasant for everybody and you can't move from that table but you are willing to mix it up oh if need be yeah yeah, yeah. we mix it for, for breakfast and we mix it for lunch so we, we're not yeah. so anti-social but we do like to have our own space for dinner yeah and the thing is with, if we're doing the mixed table for breakfast and lunch then we know that for the next breakfast and lunch we're going to have a different table I've noticed the Wi-Fi is really expensive. It's not available everywhere. You've got to pay for it. I think I've, look, I've paid probably $150 over the course of the last two days. But one thing I've noticed is you don't have people looking down at their phones the whole time. You've got people talking to each other because they're not accessing their laptops, their computers, their, their, their Wi-Fi. I think the demographic here probably doesn't get into that sort of thing as much anyway, to be honest. But yeah, I think that's that's a lot to do with it. What do you always pack for a cruise? 
camera. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Really? A lot. Some Especially on, on Cunard as well, where you, you get to dress up and you don't want to be wearing the same outfit because you are actually seeing the same people generally. So um, quite a few changes of clothes, I think. When they have the gala night, is it really black tie? Yes. Oh. Yes. yes, yes. I've actually had to go out and buy two long frocks that I probably won't wear again until I go on another Cunard cruise. Dean has his tuxedo patch. Um, Which only comes out one other time a year. So. Really? Yeah. What happens if you turned up for dinner uh, in jeans. Oh, well, you, oh. you just wouldn't. <laughs> you know what the rules are. It's a bit like um, looking left and right and crossing the road when you're on a Kunai ship. You um, gala night and there are no, or no jeans after six o'clock either on the whole ship. So that's the, the joy of going on a Kunai ship too, is that you know what you're actually getting. Are you going to be one of those couples that instead of going to a retirement village, you basically move on to uh, a cruise ship or a Kunai? Not unless there's an extra zero in my bank account, I don't know about. Right, okay, let's let's stick to the zero in the birthdays at this point. Yes, absolutely. Yes. On that high note, mm. thanks. All right. Pleasure. <laughs> Want more travel in your day? Well then, join us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Journeys to Come and follow us. And while you're there, hey, how about you share your own travel pics and stories with the hashtag Journeys to Come. I'm about to disembark. You're about to go to Hamburg and have right. a little day trip. Yes. So what's the story? I know you have to leave. Tell yes. me when you've got to go. Yes, okay. So I was uh, brought up in a country town and one of the... Um, I'm getting the full story. Yes, you are getting the full story. <laughs> one of the subjects we had to do was German and I thought, well, I'll, I'll write to a pen friend in Germany who could um, not write English to help me with my German. My dad works in a bank. First term we get moved to another country town that doesn't do German. So now I'm stuck with this girl who can't speak or write English. So we have been able to communicate ever since. Um, this will be the third time that I've actually met her. So she's from Baden-Baden. So Hold the phone, hold the phone. Yes. How, how many years? How many years are we talking? I think it's 39. I think it was <laughs> 1979 that I moved to Canalpin and that was where we started writing. And we wrote letters, and then of course that's um, gone through to emails and so forth. And um, yeah, so now it is, yeah, my third time that I've met her. Um, so yeah, very excited to see her again. Is that why you've taken the Queen Victoria? No, we've taken the Queen Victoria because my husband's just turned fifty. Oh, congratulations! And, and it was his pick, and we we get so close. And we keep on saying to her, we're here in Germany, we're in Berlin, not realising that it's miles oh, away from Baden-Baden. Yeah. And she happened to be going to a concert here in Hamburg last night with her girlfriend and her, her son and her daughter. And um, so she said, come and meet us. The so, power of a pen friend. Correct. Yes. I know. Isn't that amazing? And it's I just really beautiful. feel so old-fashioned and everything, but it's just wonderful. You treasure it. I can tell you treasure yeah, it. It's great. And the first time I actually went to meet her, she was in, involved in a horrific car accident. So it was almost as if I was never, ever going to meet her. So it's just really wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And the so. joy of travel as well, that, yes. that you can connect in this way, but you're a bit mm. posh mm. because you're coming off the Queen Victoria. Correct. Well, well yes. Yes, and we, we haven't actually, well, I cruised when I was 22 on the old um, Sea Princess, but other than that, we've been on Cunard, and we love it. We love the poshness of it. We love getting dressed up. We love having the seat pulled out from us when we go in the Britannia, and it's, it's just delightful. It's it. the tiny details Correct. that you've signed up for, yes. or that you enjoy. Yes, yes, and it's, we don't often go out for dinner and dress up and so forth, so it's nice to go on a holiday and actually do that, and um, yeah, looking forward to the rest of our trip around Iceland. Oh yeah, tell me about the itinerary. 
Uh, so we, from here we go to a place called Alessund and hopefully mm -hmm. the weather will be nice to us and we can stop. That's in Norway. And then we've got about four stops in Iceland. Uh, going to go swimming in the Blue Lagoon. Oh yeah, sulfur. lovely. Yes, um, and then we're stopping in the Faroe Islands, back to Southampton. Um, then home, back then home. Then home. <laughs> sorry, now what's your first name? Dean. Pardon? Dean. Dean, and I didn't ask your name. Meredith. Dean and Meredith. Dean, it's your 50th, yes. so why did you choose this trip? We've done two Kuno trips before. Okay, we did uh, the Transatlantic in 14 and the Baltics in 16. And generally, well, it was your 50th when we did the other one. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's a bit of a traditional thing for us. And, you know, with the time that I have off from work, this was, this fitted in with our schedule. And why this particular trip? Why, or, or I, I understand the itinerary is fantastic, but I suppose with cruising just going through the roof right now, with so many wonderful ships to choose from, I'm just curious of all that you could select from, why did you choose uh, the traditional, the iconic? I think in this, in this case we knew what we were getting with Kurnard in particular because yeah. we'd, we'd done it before and um, I think we could have done one of the other cruises like which have Hairiest belly competitions and that sort of thing, which I'm really not interested in, quite frankly. Oh, well, that can't see your belly, so yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, avoiding that sort of thing was pretty important to us. Yeah, mm. yeah. You like the style, you like the elegance. Yeah. Have you signed up for uh, ballroom dancing? I did cha-cha. I did cha-cha yesterday. <laughs> no. no. We don't dance. Well, got, oh, oh, excuse my, me. My dancing shoes don't work. <laughs> okay, I'm sure you're not alone. What sort of things do you like to sign up for? Uh, we haven't really signed up for a great deal aside from the, the tours. Really? Um, yeah. Because you want to relax? Pretty much, yeah. We've done the, um, there's a Jim Cameron, the uh, guy from NASA, so we go to the lectures. Oh, you oh, like yeah. Lectures, yeah. yeah, we yeah. go to the lectures, um, the library to read. Yeah. We just chill. It's downtime. Yeah. It's yeah. just downtime. Yeah. yeah. You're on holidays. I won't stop you. Thank yes. you. And have Thank a wonderful you. day with your pen pal. I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> and nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Travel is often best shared with friends and family. So please share this podcast with your travel companions and make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed wherever you collect your podcasts. I'm on board the Queen Victoria. It was important for me to see what all three of the queens were like. I have been on the uh, Queen Elizabeth, albeit briefly, and I've been on the Queen Mary. So I really wanted to sample this one. And something that really amazes me, the amount of people that I'm meeting who have been on multiple trips and trips that last for weeks and weeks I just don't understand how this works. So I'm here with Reinar and Maria, who are from uh, Perth. And I I'm curious, how long are you away for? On this trip, it's 42 days cruising. That is a long time in my books. So how do you organise that with your life? Just plan it, take it and live it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Just the unit and go. You lock the unit and go. <laughs> yeah. You find a destination that's of interest to you, that you haven't sailed before. You hopefully go at the correct time of the year for that location and you book it well in advance. And how far in advance are you booking your trips? 12 months, up to 12 months, sometimes longer, in advance. The very popular ones, you need to make sure. Things that are very important to the company you need to book 
as soon as you hear of it. What does that mean, very important to the company? 175th anniversary. Ah, right. Um, Maiden cruises, um, the trip to 19, Christmas 19, January 20. You're very excited about this particular cruise. Tell us about it. Well, it's the first time the Queen Elizabeth will ever be in the, or has ever been in the Southern Hemisphere. So we will, uh, we have already booked to board in Fremantle. We will board on about the 6th of December and we will continue on all of her trips, which will go in and out of Melbourne, uh, Tasmania and Adelaide and over to New Zealand and spend Christmas and New Year on board and disembark on about the 5th of January. I'm exhausted just hearing that. You are the sort of person though that I'm fascinated by in the sense of the three queens. Why is it important to you to be on board in this in this case the Queen Vic? What do you love about these Cunard ships? I love the quality of their of the ships as a whole, the quality of their staff, the quality of their wonderful speakers. Um, the heritage. The heritage of Cunard of, mm. of as a history. It's just been wonderful. Um, yes, very interested in, I guess, a peaceful, enjoyable cruising. And is that, is that the joy of cruising for you too, Reiner, the, the peace of it? My, my joy is I don't have to do anything. <laughs> No, I enjoy. I got the pool. I got the movie. I got the television. You got the, you know, the stopovers in the port, and you go around different places, you know, and you eat good food. It's easy. It's really easy. How do you handle forty odd days away? Me, nothing. I don't think it's just one day at a time, and I can go even further. Really? <laughs> oh yes, yes, definitely. So, so obviously you've reached a point in your life, you've worked hard. We work very hard, both of us, we work very, very hard and it's sort of like a little reward for what we've been doing in our life, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the sort of person that should not come on one of these cruises? Oh, gracious, who should not come? People who are not prepared to enjoy themselves, relax, participate in the activities that are available and there's something to do all day, every day and something that will fascinate or interest anybody. Mm-hmm. If, if you... Oh gosh, this is hard. We were saying before, if you were not a people person, why on earth would you sign up for a cruise? Because a cruise is no. really all about connecting with others. That's right. If you're not a, a people person, don't bother. Yeah, stay home. What do you always pack? As much as possible. Thirty <laughs> percent of what we pack is always goes for free trip around the world. Really? <laughs> because no. you never use it. Oh yes. <laughs> you're as bad as me. <laughs> Only because of Maria. Really, I have to be coordinated, and you know, have this, you know, be proper dress so you know you always got that's interesting because this is the sort of cruise where the way you are dressed matters it does matter and i think it provides a that controls the level of 
people who just may choose to do this type of travel. Right. Um, they like to be dressed appropriately, um, and they like to get dressed up. They like the the ballroom dancing, the gala nights, at the same time as they like the excursions and the wonderful lectures, the intermittent musical pieces throughout the day. I'm curious, what's the difference between the three queens? Very little. Um, Queen Mary is an ocean liner. She's a very different type of ship, structurally. She's a bigger ship and she handles the Atlantic and rough seas like a duck on Smooth a lake. silk, yes. Absolutely beautiful. Um, Victoria and Elizabeth are very, very similar, nearly identical. Um, same type of service. Very, All of them have got very uh, friendly staff. You get to know the staff very, very well. What happened to you when you uh, when you dined at the restaurant on that first night? Did they they knew about the favourite wine or something? What was that? Ah, yes, um, we'd been previously sailing on Elizabeth, um, and we it was twelve months uh, approximately since we'd last been on, and I neglected to order a side dish of spinach, and without asking, it was presented. Really, with our main course. Yes. Your favourite. Yes, I love spinach. Yeah. And and they remembered. Mm. And so they just they provided us without asking. So and they do remember. People do remember you from previous trips. Do you have a favourite trip? One seventy fifth anniversary. Huh? We watched the painting of an artist was painting um, Queen Mary Two as we sailed across the Atlantic. Um, we bought one of those paintings, and, um, or a print of that painting, so we, we purchased number 175 for the 170th anniversary. I love it. And had it signed and everything. It was, it was a wonderful, because everybody on board was associated with the design, the structure, um, the navigational team, uh, the officers, they were all connected one way and another with that particular trip. So I gather, we're, just to let everybody know, we're sitting in a bar at the moment. We're very near the theatre. A show is about to start and we just thought we'd have a little chat before the show started. So please excuse the moving of the chairs at the bar. I, I, I'm interested for a couple that spends their lives either travelling or planning their next journey, what is on your bucket list? Oh, <laughs> don't know. Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Antarctica. Polar next, tourism. Next February, Antarctica. Yes, Antarctica. Oh, oh, you've got it organised. Yes. 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is on the agenda already, yes. And what's your advice to somebody that that's thinking about taking a cruise? Plan it well and enjoy it. It isn't a hard thing to do, but select select the company that you would like to to travel with. Do your homework. Yeah. Mm. Um, be it a budget or the type of ship or the destinations. I suppose your destination is the most important. Yeah. And then choose the the company that you would like to travel with. But uh, you know we. We are lucky because we, uh, for myself, I've been places like 
Hiroshima, Nagasaki, uh, Honolulu, where they got the, the sinking ship there from the war. Uh, you know, we, we saw the major uh, fall of waterfall in the world, things like that. To me, it's a privilege, you know, to witness that. Yeah. And Rani, you were telling me that you left home at the age of 14 yeah. back in Venice. Yeah. And here you are now on on the Queen Vic. It, 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 you must appreciate it very much. You mentioned how hard you've worked and you've had a challenging life. Uh, never in my life expected to, to, to have this privilege, honestly, because uh, I was born during the war and uh, the family lost everything and we were very, very poor. And I always thought in my mentality that I'd be poor for the rest of my life. <laughs> And for me to happen to, to be privileged, it's, it's, it's really, you know, really something. But the first thing you said when I asked you before, you both have worked really, really hard to be oh, here. Yes. I worked some, from, some time for, from 9 to 1 o'clock in the morning for, without a day off for 12 months sometimes. You know, that's good enough for me to to have some reward. <laughs> and this is the most beautiful reward. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much, Rainer and Maria. Enjoy the rest of your cruise. Thank you. It's so lovely to have met you and spent the time with you. Thank you very much. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Journeys to Come. If you want any more information on the places that we visited or the people we spoke to, then visit our website, journeystocome.com, for full details. <laughs>